Hi, we are Ellen and Lauren. We are sisters, wives, mothers, veterans, and all-around DIYers living our best lives. Our families each have three kids between 4 and 18 years old. On this podcast, we hope to help you learn to do what you can, where you are, and try not to sweat the rest. If you want to learn more about what we're discussing today, check out our show notes at wifestylehustle.com. You're listening to Wifestyle Hustle. Today, we're going to continue with our hacks series with our favorite Christmas hacks. We have learned a few things over the years that have made things a little bit easier for us. We will share them today and hope that our trials will help someone else to avoid them. If you have anything that you would like to add to this episode, please feel free to comment either on our website, lifestylehustle.com, or our social media for this episode. We would love to hear from you about any hacks that you have for the holidays. Tip number one, I have a first Christmas box. And I think we said in another episode that in my family, at least, my husband really likes to get the tree out, or not get the tree out, get a tree. We, we usually get a live tree uh, and have it up for a whole month. He loves Christmas and loves to celebrate the season. So he really enjoys having you know Christmas start early. Even before our tree, usually we start to put up a few decorations. So really pre-Thanksgiving, we, we have a few things out. So I have a first Christmas box and this saves me from having to get out everything all at once and root through all my boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a box of stuff that I just want to put out first. It has stuff like my my gar- my garland. We have an arch in our house. So we put a garland over that. It has my wreath in it, maybe a few twinkle lights that I can put here and there, usually our nativity. And so we we have a box that so that I can send one of my teenagers up to the attic, get just this one box, bring it down. And when that box is empty, it can get put away and I don't have to go through all of our Christmas stuff, which over the years we have gotten a lot of Christmas stuff. <laughs> so it's nice to just have one box that yep. is just the stuff that we went out first. We do that too. I put it all, but I put it all in the wreath box. It's like a a circle that I keep in the basement instead of the attic, because every single year when we go to decorate for Christmas, my husband takes his life in his hands and climbs up into the attic whose access point is in the ceiling at the top of the stairs. So it's it's pretty exciting when he climbs up there, you know, gets out <laughs> this big ladder, props it up at the top of the stairs and, you know, climbs into the attic. Nice. That, that doesn't sound scary. It's kind of terrifying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to keep our first Christmas spot. I like to keep the climbing into the attic at a minimum. <laughs> so I do that same thing. And I keep that box downstairs. With all the little things, ours has the wreath for the door in the front and a garland that we put on the banister. And, oh, yeah, we have some twinkle lights that we hang in the window. We don't decorate much outside. Do you guys decorate outside? 
We have. It depends on the dedication of my older kids on whether or not we do it. Oh. Uh, I have, we have a, a sun porch, and so sometimes we'll put mm -hmm. lights on the sun porch. I don't, I don't so much mind decorating, but the whole time I'm decorating, I'm thinking about how I'm going to have to go out there in January or late December <laughs> when it's zero or lower. I live in a cold area, so it, it's going to be cold when I have to go out there and take those lights down. And that really makes me keep my outdoor lights and things to a minimum. Because I just hate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this Christmas is over and it's a drag and it's cold and it's snowy and I'm out here taking down lights and I just, I, I hate it. So I don't, I don't put a lot of outdoor lights up. You can see our Christmas tree from our living yeah. room window and I figure that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how I feel about outdoor decor as well. <laughs> our tip two is shopping for paper and ribbon and two from stickers the day after Christmas or sometimes if you wait like two or three days after Christmas because apparently everyone does this now they extremely discount stuff so it's like 50 60 70 80 percent off because they just don't want to keep it around until next year and you also, it also gives you the benefit of knowing how much paper you have, because it's not like you're going to remember that next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really like to do that. And one of the things I like to do, I really don't like to buy birthday wrapping paper. So I will try and look, <laughs> this is so lame. I look at the Christmas wrapping paper and get the least Christmassy one I can, and I usually wrap birthday gifts in that. <laughs> like, if it's That's got Santa so Clauses, funny. if all they've got left is Santa Clauses, I'll break down and buy some birthday paper. But if I can find one that's just a single color, I, I will always snag those for birthday gifts through the year. And then you can just change up the ribbons and make it look not Christmassy. But green paper mm -hmm. why can't you use that at birthday time that's how i feel i anyway. don't know <laughs> green <laughs> so uh and then this also works really well if you're hoping to get some new decorations a, a lot of places the day after christmas two days three days after christmas they'll mark all their lights down to 50 or 75 percent mm -hmm. off and you can get some really good deals you just stick them away and get them out next year uh, and then it's kind of like an early Christmas. You get out stuff that you forgot you bought and you you get to put up brand new stuff. Uh, this is how I always get like our Christmas lights and stuff. You know, you, you notice that your lights are kind of getting worn out or fading in color or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I you have more lights. lights that are dark than that are lit up. Yes. Yes. This happens. Uh <laughs> So you buy brand new lights, you stick them away, and next year you have brand new lights to put on your tree that you hardly spent any money on. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> Tip number three, start your Christmas decorating by putting away some stuff or moving them out of the main room. I like to move the majority of the toys and put that stuff away for the Christmas season. Our our playroom is in our living room. And I think I've talked about that in a previous episode. Uh, I'll leave out her favorite things, but 
the things that don't get played with as much or some of the games, all that stuff gets put away until after Christmas. And then we can get that stuff back out. Often it goes in that first Christmas box and up to the attic. And that way, when you're packing all that stuff up, you can get out that stuff and, you know, reintroduce it. But it just helps to clear away some clutter before, you know, you add a bunch of clutter. Yep. I like to do that, too. I like to... So think about things that are like things that you're kind of replacing, like coffee mugs. I know I know lots of people just keep their Christmas coffee mugs in the cabinet all year long. I don't because I have limited space. So I actually pack away the Christmas coffee mugs with the Christmas decorations. And then when I take them out, I pack up some of my not Christmas mugs and put them back away until Christmas is over. So anything that's like that, that would just fit in the same space that you have in your Christmas boxes, just exchange it. Mm -hmm. Save yourself some space. Yep. Good tip. Tip number four, try to make some of the main meal leading up in the days leading up to Christmas so that you can enjoy that day with your family. For me, I will early on Christmas Eve, I'll cut up the potatoes and stick them in water and stick them like out on the, our, our sun porch or in our back room so that they're out of the way. They keep very well in a pot of, you, you do have to add water, of course, uh, otherwise they'll turn yeah. But they keep very well. It, you don't even have to refrigerate them. They'll be fine overnight. Other things, you could cut up your vegetables and stick them in a bag and put them back in the fridge. So all you have to do is take them out of the bag, put them on a baking sheet or however you're going to cook them. And same with desserts, you can make, we always make our desserts the day before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Basically anything we can get away with making on Christmas Eve, we do because on Christmas we want to do as little as possible. Yep. <laughs> That's family time. We want to enjoy each other. And if somebody is, stuck in the kitchen they're they're not getting to enjoy the day as as much as they should get to yep uh yep. yeast rolls and some things do freeze yeah yeah yeast rolls freeze really well you can how do you do this lauren do you bake them i make the no i don't bake them i freeze them for uh raw Okay. And then you take them out and as they thaw out they rise oh okay so before you do the final rise, like you make the yeast rolls and you let them rise and then you knock them back down and you sh and you shape them and weigh them. And at that point, before they rise again, you freeze them. Oh, okay. And then you can just take them out one or two at a time or five at a time, like if you want them for some other meal besides Christmas, or you can take them all out at Christmas put them on whatever thing you're going to cook them on in the space. Just basically pick up where you left off when you threw them into freeze and let them rise and then cook them. So how long do they take to defrost? Would you say? Mm. I'd give them, I'd probably get them out in the morning. Okay. I don't think it would hurt to let them rise for like a while. Mm -hmm. And if you think about how long it takes a loaf of bread to unfreeze, it takes a couple of hours. Yeah. And nice, if you're cooking in the kitchen already that day, that might accelerate the process a bit. So mm -hmm. 
Um, and they are smaller than a whole loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. right. So you could probably get them out about two hours before you were going to bake them. Yeah. Good ideas. Make sure, as we're talking about the meal again, you know, make sure and defrost that turkey. Uh, you you want to make sure and, and follow. The internet has tons of directions on, you know, however many pounds your turkey is. Make sure that you are getting that defrosted in the days leading up to Thanksgiving. So it or Christmas, rather, so it doesn't throw off your cooking time. And I know that our family, we usually prep the whole turkey the day before if we're having turkey. Uh, ham is a little bit easier, but um, we usually prep it the oh, day yeah, before and get it all ready. Our aunt usually does that, and mm -hmm. she makes a good turkey. Fun fact, I've never made a turkey in my entire life. I, I just don't even know what to say to that. But you I know, also don't love I don't turkey. like turkey. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's you, yucky. <laughs> I don't think it's yucky. I mean, I like ham better. No, I think it's yucky. <laughs> I like chicken. I, I know that they're almost the same thing, but they aren't. I just don't like turkey. We will think no less of you. All right. <laughs> Tip number five is make your Christmas breakfast the day before. So if you think about it a little bit in advance, you can make a casserole of some kind. French toast casserole is really yummy. Egg casserole is good. And you can make that the day before and just pop it in the fridge. And then the morning of you put it in the oven like while you're starting to open presents or while you do stockings and then take a break from opening for a while to have breakfast and then you know get right back to it <laughs> but now with a full tummy because you ate some yummy food mm -hmm. right right so this goes along kind of with the last tip of make as much food as you can the day before mm -hmm. and then get to enjoy your family mm -hmm. tip number six some people are going to find this a little controversial, but this is something we've always done in our family and it's served us well. We open gifts one at a time. So we take turns. One person opens the gift, everybody else watches. And if you have little, little kids, let them each open something so that they can play with it while the adults open some things. Mm -hmm. Make it not socks that they're opening, you know, something fun. But it, it just makes the day, makes the present opening last a little bit longer like i know for me i spent months buying these gifts i want people i want to see people's reaction when they open this <laughs> and yep if i bought one gift for everybody and everybody opens at the same time i'm gonna miss reactions so i want to see if people you know see people enjoy opening their gifts so for us it's always been mm -hmm. something that we do so anyway we we just take turns and I think it's really good for the kids too. not only because your kids a lot of the time, like especially as they get older, they buy presents for people too. So it gives them a chance to see the reaction to what they thought about really hard. And it also teaches them patience. We are not going to plow through all of the gifts and and appreciation honestly like if you oh well that's great and then you toss it behind you and open another one just for the excitement of opening rather than enjoying the present mm -hmm. yep 
this really has over the years served us well. And it was something we did when we were kids too. And I remember that. I remember watching my parents open the gifts that I had gotten for them. And those are special moments that I think we would have missed had we just flown through all the gifts in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, well, honestly, like we wanted to. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Our parents were smart. They they definitely, they knew what they were doing. Yep. (laughs) Our next one is making special memories. Over the years, I've seen it on Facebook every single year of people with young kids or newly married people asking what kinds of memories they can, or what kind of traditions each family does to like commemorate the holiday, you know, something that you do every single year that you always loved as a kid. And with our family, we, we bake together. Like that's our big Christmas tradition. We have others, but you know, that's a big one. And you know, if you are a newly married couple or couple that just had a child, think, you know, think about what you did when you were kids that made it such a magical holiday and just copy that, carry it right on. Mm -hmm. For our family, we always make a special day about getting our tree and decorating our house. Um, we, in our area, we have several really cute tree farms and we've visited most of them. And so we always go out and cut a tree down and one place that we go to, they have, they, they make it a memory by offering to do like pine cone bird feeders with the kids and they have goats and they have a, a hot cocoa station uh, bar. That's what it's called, a hot cocoa bar. And so they help to make the memory also. And that's actually our favorite place to go. And then we come home and we make hot cocoa for ourselves. It's a big hot cocoa day. We usually eat special food that <laughs> night and watch a movie in our newly decorated house. And so it's a very special day that our, our whole family just really enjoys. And so that's our special thing. But I, I know other families who always go and like make a special day out of having a holiday picture taken or always pick mm-hmm. a new Christmas movie at the theater or taking a, a special snow or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's tons of things that you can do to make memories with you, that your kids will remember forever. So just, mm-hmm. just think about things that you enjoyed when you were a kid and carry on the tradition or start a new one. Mm-hmm. Number eight is plan an opening break. So with our controversial tip number six of everyone opening their present one at a time. It lasts. It makes everything last a lot longer. And we kind of compensated with that for that a few years ago by just not buying as many presents. We rely on grandparents and aunts and uncles to buy the kids presents so that, you know, they have several things to open but we just don't buy as much that way the opening doesn't last forever and 
with the little littles i will we will just wait until after nap time sometimes to open the presents or even after like if it's if it's um stuff that wasn't given by someone that's right there in the family we don't even open right then at all sometimes we open either before everyone comes but more often we open after everyone has left we'll open some presents <laughs> just you know spread it yeah. out it, it gives the kid a chance to adjust and appreciate it more yep i one of the things that I have always liked to do with my kids is I, I think it's more important to have the person there to give the gift than to have it available on a certain day. So like with mm -hmm. long distance grandparents or um, just people we don't see anymore who would like to buy them presents, I will often tell them that it's better that you give the gift that way. It, it's, I mean, we don't live near family. So these people in some cases are kind of just an idea. They, we don't see them very often. And when they're really little, they don't really know who these people are. I think it's better to have the person hand the gift to the child so that they know where it's coming from. If I hand it to mm -hmm. them, they're going to think it's coming from me. So even if you're not going to see this person until January or February, that's okay. I, I asked the person to give them the gift in person and then they can see that, that you know, my kid opened the gift also. So that that's something I've always felt like was important, partly because we don't live near, near family and we don't have, they don't, my kids don't have that day-to-day -day contact. So I, I just think it's an, an important thing for our family that they get, to see who is giving them the gift, especially when they're really, really little. Tip number nine, make time for some physical exercise during, for the kids during the day. So Christmas day is often kind of a, a down day. Um, you know, the parents aren't going to work. So sometimes it's kind of a sedentary day. <laughs> That didn't come out right. <laughs> uh, and they don't get as much exercise. This can lead to problems. So to avoid that, make time for them to, to get out and play. Bundle mm -hmm, them up if you mm -hmm. live in an area that's cold and send them out to play in the snow or go for a walk if it's nice enough uh, mm -hmm. and just enjoy some outdoor time or even indoor time if the weather's yucky. Better yet, send them out to play with their dad while you're making dinner. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure and give them something like a frisbee or a snow shovel <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> have some good ideas. I like it. Yes, I always have good ideas, just full of it. <laughs> uh -huh. All right. Tip number 10. I like to have a little talk with my kids on Christmas Eve about Christmas morning. There will be no getting up at 4 a.m. You are allowed to get out of bed when it's light out. And not before. If you wake up and it's still dark, I don't care how excited you are. It's still dark. You need to go back to sleep. 
having this conversation on Christmas Eve is better than having it on Christmas Eve at like midnight. <laughs> or one or two. I remember or three yeah. our parents yeah. up early. It was still dark outside. It was I, definitely dark. I don't know why they didn't have this talk with us, but I remember more than one Christmas sitting there in the dark. I mean, we had lights on, but it was still dark outside. And mm-hmm. opening, starting our present opening while they drank their coffee. It was, I, I don't know. But they learned. were much better sports than I am. They are. They were because I always had that talk with my kids too. We are not getting up before the sun. No, this is a day off. I would like to refer you guys back to the traveling and visiting with family for the holidays episode. We came out with that one in November, right before Thanksgiving. If you give that one a little bit of a peek, it may help you for Christmas too, with traveling with kids for the holidays. We hope that some of these have been helpful for you. This is such a special time of year. It's also a little crazy. Our biggest tip is to slow down and enjoy the season with your family. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Wifestyle Hustle podcast. That's W-I-F-E style. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Consider liking and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out. Look for our new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you soon.